When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh boy, that was about as awful as it could have been as the Cavs lose in Madison Square Garden, 99-79, taking uh, game three of the series, heading to the New York Knicks. What in the world went wrong and and what happened? How could things have gone so poorly so quickly? We'll try to break it down for you next on the latest episode of the Cavs Insider Podcast. everybody, Brendan Gulick and Spencer German with you for Cavs Insider after Game 3. Went to the New York Knicks, final score 99-79. to Check out CavsInsider.com for all the latest on this team. Uh, although, admittedly, right now, Spencer, I think everybody's asking themselves the exact same question. What the hell was that? That was <laughs> a- almost unwatchable. I mean, the first half couldn't have been any worse. I guess the third quarter was a little bit better, but I mean, statistically speaking, that was one of the worst offensive performances I've ever seen. Yeah, it was, it was uh, not pretty. It's, it's, it's honestly hard to like figure out where to even start. Um, to, I, I think I, I went into halftime sort of feeling that that was the worst half of basketball. I think I've ever one of the worst halves of basketball I've ever seen in my life, probably at like any level of basketball. I mean, and you know, like you and I both, Brendan, like we've called high school games. We've called college games. Like that was bad. It, it was just all around bad. You, you only put up 15 points in the second quarter. You only put up 17 in the first, but fortunately like the Knicks kind of came out of the gate. It seemed like they had some jitters as well. Um, and you're, you're tied after that. And that felt like a win because they were playing so poorly and you just kind of thought, okay, if they can shake that off and get kind of back into doing what they do, I think they'll be okay. And and what's interesting to me too, we talked the other night after the, the win uh, here in Cleveland about how defense is the thing that travels, right? Like role players and all that. That's the thing that you worry about on the road, but the defensively, like they, it's not like they played a bad game defensively. I thought that, I thought they were fine. It, fine. it really yeah. did travel. It's it's the identity of this team, and it felt like that they kind of brought that that intensity with them from game two. But um, just offensively, nothing was was working. Um, and I don't know, like I, you don't want to put it all on one person. There was a lot that went wrong tonight. But you just wonder, like, what's going on between the ears with Darius Garland? He puts up the he has the massive 32 point game on Tuesday and then struggles out of the gate tonight. I think he started like one of 12. I, I don't I remember off the top. Yeah. Of exactly yeah and the one was there. like the, the ball that essentially got batted to him when he was standing in the left block on, the, on, on an offensive rebound that he just put up and in. He, he basically didn't make a shot the entire first half. Yeah. He finished 421 on the night. Like, 
that that's like that's just not going to cut it. I'm sorry. And and I on one hand, like I did kind of expect at some point Donovan Mitchell was just going to kind of see that the the writing was on the wall and just try to like go into you know super sane mode almost and just try to take over. And he he really didn't. I think he was trying to kind of just get the offense figuring it out and and go and and working through the the murkiness of it all. And they they just never did. But yeah, I mean, as much as we know, it's been on Donovan Mitchell a lot this season. It, it can't be on him to that level. Like you need somebody to to provide some support, and you got it a little bit from Karis Levert, but it, it can't just be Donovan Mitchell and a big goose egg from. Uh, Darius Garland and Evan Moby struggling offensively as well. There's a lot of different areas we can address. I'm sure we will throughout this, this episode, but yeah, it was just a bad night, man. It, it was brutal. I mean, look, they shot 31% in the first half as a team. You go into the locker room with, you know, a, a 17 point quarter and a 15 point quarter. And you're like, wait, what? Um, and, and they weren't totally out of it at that point. I mean, it, the second quarter was really the big separator, and the Cavs never had a chance to to really climb back in. To your point, defensively, yeah, I, think the guys, I think I think the closest they got was like nine in the second half, yeah. something like that. Yeah, and, and to your point, man, defensively, like it wasn't that bad. You know, you're going to win a lot of games when you hold a team to 99 points. Um, I, I I don't know what to think. Is first of all, it's like, was this so bad that it should sound alarm bells? Or is it simply just, hey, bad night, you know, good shots didn't fall, et cetera, forget about it and go, you know, try to figure it out tomorrow on a day off and then Sunday get back after it and see if it's if it's your day. Because to, to the, you know, the point you were making earlier, Donovan Mitchell has carried this team in a lot of ways, but you, you can't expect him to, to make up the kind of deficit that we saw this evening. Karis LeVert finally played better in the third quarter, but he had a pretty tough first half. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't think New York even played that well, frankly. I mean, Julius Randle had no. kind of a bad game. You know, outside of Brunson. He's, he's really played three bad much. games. That's that's the thing with Randle. Like, yeah. I, I think he's dealing with the injury. I think that's kind of obvious. Um, I guess on one hand, maybe you worry like one of these games could be his game where he just goes off and that's maybe a fearful thing for the Cavs. But I, th- I think the injury is probably limiting him to an extent. Um, but you're right. Like that, that makes it feel like a missed opportunity, right? Um, you basically were done in by RJ Barrett, um, tonight who obviously put up a great performance and Jalen yeah, Brunson, was, you kind he of, he was not very good the first couple games and then Barrett no. tonight looked good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, and I will say this, like if you're trying to find the positive spin on this or the silver lining in this, I think I think it's obvious that there's no way they play that poorly again on Sunday. Like they, like, like they might not win Sunday. They might lose again and be down 3-1, and I think we all kind of know that what that means for the series. But I don't, there's it, it's, it's hard to play that bad again. So I, that's kind of my big takeaway. Um, this certainly feels like one of those games where – you just kind of got to flush it. I don't even know if it's worth going back if you're the Cavs and like watching any of this tape. There's not really anything you're going to take away that feels like it's uh, beneficial or it's going to help you. I think it's just one of those nights. And you kind of just go back out and say, we know that wasn't our game. You look back on game two and say, if we play like that, that's how we win. And you hope that you can replicate it on the road. Um, I, I do think, and and I, I was corrected on this on Twitter, and it, it is fair, like, 
we all like to say this team's young. They don't have the playoff experience. It really is a team that some like the, the, the majority of the guys on the team have been in the playoffs. Donovan sure. Mitchell, Jared Allen has, Danny Green, we know, others, Karis LeVert. The three guys that haven't are Mobley, Darius, and Okoro, who happened to be, not tonight, but all three of them were in the starting lineup to start this series. Right. And at least two of them you're expecting to have a major impact on this game. Mobley did on the defensive end. That that kind of has become his story, I think. Like, you always see the impact on the defensive end. But on a night where nothing was working offensively and even he had some struggles missing some bunny shots, that's been an issue for him this whole series. Like, the shots that he normally takes and makes during the season, they, they just weren't falling. Um, you needed a little bit more from him. I, I'm not Again, I'm not putting it all on one person. I'm not trying to throw Evan Mobley under the bus or anything here because he's been great, and, and I've been – awestruck by his ability on the defensive end of the floor, especially. But um, I, I think that you're seeing some growing pains with him too, because you do want more from him and need more from him offensively. Everyone keeps this. We all keep saying like, he's the guy that at some point is the focal point of the offense, the focal point of the team. And even if that's not this year, fine. But like, I think everyone is expecting a little bit more from him on that end of the floor. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I think even his teammates, you know, acknowledge that I'm thinking even going back to like preseason, you know, Hey, this guy's kind of a unicorn. He's got Mm -hmm. a skill set that a lot of guys don't have. And if his offensive game is there to match the, the athleticism with the length and, and the way he has shown he can play defense, he can absolutely be one of the top 10 players in the entire league. It just, it's just not there yet. And, and maybe it'll get there. Um, but gosh, I, I, I don't know, man. It, it It's just frustrating on a night where there's no rhythm at all, and it felt like the offense was really stagnant, especially late in the game. I mean, I don't I don't think they quit. I don't I don't ever really think that guys actually do that. But there were some offensive possessions that didn't have quite the same energy. Um, I, I thought we were flat. I thought. I thought there were a lot of moments where guys were passing up some open shots to just give somebody else a look, trying to make that extra pass. And and I don't want to talk out of two sides of my mouth because there's a part of it that's like, well, you kind of need to do that against the Knicks defense that, again, statistically is maybe just a smidge below average league-wide. Um, if you don't rotate the ball fast enough, you're, you're going to make a defense that's a little slower look a lot better. And I, I just think they've got to pick those moments better. And maybe if some early shots drop, maybe that changes 
everything, right? But it it, it was a game that just felt like they never, you know, to use a, a, a college football term, they never got off the bus. They just never got off the bus. I think that's a good way to put it. I actually had that that exact thought during the game at one point. Like, it's, maybe it was more so just about Darius Garland in general. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I think that is a good way to sum it up. Like they they just did not show up tonight. Um, and whether it's youth and sort of your first opportunity to go on the road and play in this environment and on this stage in the postseason. Um, you know, you talk about different things, traveling and, and needing to kind of keep that intensity up uh, despite leaving your home court. Um, there's there's a lot of questions there. I, I, they didn't do much to answer those things tonight. I actually felt pretty good about this game coming in because of how they played Tuesday. And I thought at the – I mean, I didn't – I thought that – obviously I thought there was a chance they could lose. I mean, the Knicks are uh, had sure. been a tough matchup for them all year. But I didn't expect it to be like that. And so I guess like if you are – taking the angle for some fans out there. I'm sure they will of man, like the sky is just falling and this is maybe who the Cavs really are. I, I guess I can't blame you because they've struggled on the road this year. And I do understand where you're now worried that there's something with the psyche of this team in this environment of trying to win these games and perform at a high level. And they're just not there yet. Um, we're going to find out a lot. I, I, it's similar to how I felt after game one. You know, we are going to find out a lot about this team in game two. I said how they come out in this one, how they play. Um, if they bounce back like they've kind of done all season, then it'll speak to, I think, just the the uh, pride that they take in in, in the, their their performance and, and, and the team. And um, it's the same sort of thing I'm going into game four now. Like, this is it. If, if you lose, your backs are against the wall. It's more likely than not that you're not winning the series. If you win, you even it up, you get home court back, and you're going back to Cleveland all tied up. Like it's a completely different series. You're talking about now, now it being a three game series the rest of the way, and, and that feels a lot more manageable. So hopefully they stay true to what they've been all year of being that resilient group that finds a way to respond despite facing some adversity, and they are able to even it up. I, I mean, the turnovers, points off turnovers were an issue tonight. Um, they committed 20 of them, and I think the, the Knicks had 28 points off of them. Like they gotta clean that up. I mean, it, it was just everything, Brennan. It it just spiraled. Like, yeah, the offense wasn't there, but it was passes from Donovan Mitchell that were like right to a Knicks player or out of bounds or uh off the hands of Karis Levert where he just couldn't catch it, or Jared Allen misses a bounce pass. Now, what was up with that with Karis? It was is that like is that a focus thing? That I mean, that happens like five times. Yeah, catch I, the ball. Karis has to be one of the most like frustrating Cavaliers players of, of our lifetime. I think just because he, he has these games like he had the other night where you're like, Oh, like this is exactly what the Cavs need. Like that spark plug off the bench coming in can drop 20 on you any given night. And then he has these performances like tonight where listen, he, he still played a decent game. I mean, he was the only other offensive firepower behind Donovan Mitchell really at all. Um, kind of came alive in that third quarter out of the half, uh, finished with 17. But at the same time, it's like the turnovers and the mistakes. And it, he's he's just so – like his game's almost bipolar in that way, and it, it can be so infuriating to watch at times. Um, but I think tonight, like Garland was obviously the most frustrating part of this one. I I don't know. I, Four of 21, <laughs> man. Like I, 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 how do you even explain that? That is so bad. It is so bad. And it's so unlike him. 
But yeah. well, and, and that's the thing. Like we talk clunkers like that in the playoffs, and we talk about Karis being, you know, kind of by uh by bipolar in that way, or his games just like he can be cold, he can be hot. You don't expect that from a guy like Garland. Like you expect, no. like he's going to be consistently. Maybe he's not putting up thirty-two like he did the other night, but you're expecting no, but you're him, expecting to you, him to give you twenty, right? And yeah, I don't know. That's that's why I said like, I don't know if it's something between the ears with him. Obviously, I think now there's a little bit of concern because he had that he he rolled his ankle on that one, the the the, the breakaway. That was a microcosm of the whole night. A breakaway layup <laughs> that he that he sits in an almost in a wedgie between the rim and the backboard, falls away eventually, and then as he's backpedaling, he rolls his ankle. I mean, I literally watch that play. I'm like. That sums up the whole night, not just yeah. for Darius, but for the whole team. Yeah, it, it. This is a hard one to talk about. I just feel like because, like, I, I don't really know. Like, it, like everyone knows what the problems were, right? Like, it's obvious. But at the same time, you're trying to like paint a picture of like how they can respond, but you don't know if. Again, I, I don't think they play as bad as they did tonight on Sunday, but. Yeah. You, you know, you feel like your backs are against the wall, and it certainly is discouraging to see him put up this performance going into now what feels like obviously a must-win game four um, in New York. The only other thing I want to bring up is there was a stretch in the second quarter where Donovan was on the bench, and I, I was just curious why. And, and again, look, the guy played – I'm looking at the box score right now. He played 37 minutes and 57 seconds. So he played more than anybody else. I guess you got to get him a breather somewhere along the way. But when he was on the bench in the second quarter, it was Garland who couldn't hit a sh- couldn't throw the ball in the ocean. Ricky Rubio and and um Jetty were all on the floor at the same time and it it was ugly. It it really didn't look good. And I just remember thinking to myself, like at that point, it's still a game. Like that just didn't feel like the time for me to have Donovan off the floor. But, you know, I don't know if there was See, something else. But, we only had one foul. So, but, but to your point, Brendan, like you say, like you have to get him a breather at some point. I, I agree. Like you're always going to try to get your star player. Generally, it's in the kind of that second quarter range where the game's, you know, not really waning yet. You have half time to make adjustments, all these different things. Like I get you're going to give him a breather at some point, but we spent all year talking about how is JB playing him too much and why are his minutes so high? And now it feels like you're in the playoffs where you're live, like your your season's on the line. And why are you why isn't Donovan playing more minutes? And I get that like tonight he didn't play the last like five minutes of the game because it was out of reach. Right. So okay, fine. But again, like you you maximized him during the regular season. I mean, how many years in the playoffs did we see LeBron playing like every minute of every game? And I'm not saying Donovan yeah. has to do that. Like if he needs a couple minutes, fine. But what are you doing if you're not emptying the clip now? Like, I, I just don't get it. Like, fine, yeah. give him a breather. But I, in game one, I had the same question. It was like, there, he like JB's just treating it like it was a normal regular season game where he's going to play a heavy minutes for by regular season standards, but then we're going to make sure he gets his normal rest time. I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe he can't play for that extended period of time. LeBron was obviously a unicorn in that way where he's just a, a freak of nature and maybe that's not Donovan Mitchell. He's a guard. He's smaller. I get it. But you would think he's the kind of guy that wants to just stay out there. Right. Like, sure. I, I don't know. I, I leave this game obviously with more questions than answers. I, I think the biggest thing as I keep kind of going back to is just 
There's no possible way they play that poorly again on Sunday. I mean, statistically, like that feels impossible to think that they could ever replicate that performance back to back. But I never thought I would see this team score 79 points in a game anyways. I mean, that was, was tough to watch. I think beyond that, like I think that that's the silver lining of it. I think on the flip side of that, I'll, I'll say this. Here's another positive for you. The Cavs were only out-rebounded by three tonight. Right. Yep. And they had more offensive boards than the Knicks did. But it, it's there's just something about it, though, on the offensive glass where it feels like when the Knicks get offensive boards, it's like two or three in a row in a possession and that they make you pay for it. And the Cavs yeah. tonight, they were maybe they maybe got more, but they clearly weren't making the Knicks pay for it. It just seems like their offensive rebounds on the Knicks side are just like backbreakers, and the Cavs are. But I guess the only other big thing I, I like really worry about, because again, I don't see this performance happening again, is that you just worry now that like the Knicks have this mojo because they know they didn't play their best game either. I mean, at least Not in the first course. half, they were they were miserable, yeah. um, and they come out of this one with a win. And so you wonder if like that's now momentum for them going into Game Three, especially on a shorter shorter rest here. It, it was three days leading into game three versus now just two days, really only a day and a half. And you wonder if now they're kind of riding that saying like, Hey, you know, we know we can play poorly and still beat this team. And that gives us kind of the, kind of this newfound confidence. You don't want to, you got RJ Barrett putting up numbers tonight. You were, you can worry about that a little bit. He seems to be feeling himself a little bit better now that he's back at home. You know, Josh Hart can come alive at any moment. I mentioned earlier, Julius Randle, maybe a little worrisome that he hasn't had a good game yet. Maybe that's to come. So I guess that's my biggest fear now is you, you you give the Knicks that momentum back and they now know they have a chance to really put a, a dagger in the series potentially with a win on Sunday on their home floor. Nonetheless. Well, the Cavs got to rebound quickly Sunday afternoon at Madison Square Garden. They'll be back on the floor to try to get things back level at two games apiece before they come back to Cleveland for game five. Next week, going down 3-1 would obviously be substantially different uh, than, uh, you know, a, a 2-2 series. So no uh, no time to waste at all, and hopefully the Cavs can flush this one pretty quickly because it certainly was an ugly night. 99-79 the final. Appreciate you having us tonight, and uh, thanks for joining us live on our YouTube channel. We certainly appreciate it if you subscribe there. Uh, but also, if you're listening after the fact, wherever you like to find your favorite podcast, that's cool, too. So for Spencer German, I'm Brendan Gulick. We'll see you a little bit later this weekend after the Cavs try to figure out how to get things back on track after a 20-point loss tonight in Game 3.